Well, this year's about time Do we write the shows and movies That have way too many jokes And not quite enough boobies And we'll gladly try and tell you Just what we'd improve So come on down to rewrites And hell, what do you got to lose? Hey everybody, welcome to rewrites We're back I'm Nathan I'm Jacob and we're back with a recap episode for everybody. Today we're going to be recapping the 1989, which I just realized it's 89. I'm reading it on the thing. I thought for sure it was like 92. That's crazy. Um, I'm starting to feel older all the time. Just It just shows how much this particular film we're about to watch yeah. is ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. Uh, the 1989 classic action film, Tango and Cash. If you're somehow unfamiliar with how our recap episodes work, we are going to... Finish up this intro here and play a musical interlude that's going to sound like this. If it isn't tango, it's cash. Tango and cash, cash and tango. These two cops are driving me crazy. We have to do something about this. And when you hear that, you are to pause the podcast, go and watch 30 minutes, and then when you hit that 30-minute mark on the old ticker, you pause the movie, you come back to the podcast, you press play, and you listen to our commentary the last 30 minutes and then we'll play the musical interlude again and you pause and you rinse and you repeat yeah this is a a movie very near and dear to my heart i watched it a lot as a kid it was one of those like saturday afternoon edited for tv movies Mm. that would play along with big trouble in little china and road warrior and point break and all that i say that because normally we would look into the rewrites crystal ball and tell you whether or not we recommend you guys watch this movie but being is that we've seen it this many times, I can go ahead and say you should watch the movie. Oh, yeah. I will also agree. All right. Here we go. We're going to watch 30 minutes of Tango and Cash right now. If it isn't Tango, it's Cash. Tango and Cash, Cash and Tango. These two cops are driving me crazy. We have to do something about this. Wow. Tango. Wow. Cash. Wow. <laughs> tango and Cash. Cash and Tango. It's not uh, tango, it's cash. It's tango, it's cash. Yeah, so first off... Uh, first off, Sylvester Stallone says, all right, let's do it. <laughs> that's the first thing he said. That's the first line. <laughs> that's literally the and first And then we line. get some like jazzy 80s synth yeah. music. It's, it's got this... Um, yeah, so, so that's what like the, it's like the default settings, yeah. the default sounds on a... On Casio a keyboard, yeah. yeah. Sylvester Stallone is uh, a hotshot cop who um, comes out and busts a truck full of uh, drugs. Yeah. A semi-truck that's traveling through California. And as he's doing this, uh, it's shown that a um, drug lord, kingpin guy, and a bunch of other like lesser than kingpin drug yeah. lord guys. I don't really know exactly what they General are. General managers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, the, they're the supervisors. Um, but yeah, they are driving by in a limo and they comment on um, Sylvester Stallone's character, who is Ray Tango, is his name, mm-hmm. uh, being... Detective. Th- Detective Ray, Ray Tango, Tango. Uh, being a thorn in their side and how they need to deal with him. Then we are shown um, Kurt Russell's character, uh, Gabriel Cash, um, pull into his apartment complex and walk into his apartment. And as he's walking in there, he is shot at by an assassin guy 
who uh, tries to kill him, and they go on a little chase through a parking garage for a while, um, and he finally catches the guy. And then it's explained that um, Gabriel Cash is also a detective, right? Yeah. He's also a detective? Correct. Uh, in a different precinct, I guess, of, of L.A., and he is also a hotshot cop, and apparently the two of them have separately done a ton of drug busts on this one um, kingpin guy, yeah. and he's really upset about it. So the idea is is that that drug pin, kingpin guy wants to, instead of just kill Tango and Cash to get them out of the way, wants which frame them. wants to frame them, have a fall from grace rather than just kill them outright, which even the supervisor guys that he's talking to admit, yes, that would be quicker and easier to just kill them. And then he's like, we don't do things quick and easy. And it's just like, yep. Quick and easy is making a cake. Yeah. Or some <laughs> it's, just, it's making a cake. What was it's cleaning it? a toilet bowl. We, we need to do this. Something about stuff. shoplifting in the mail service? Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's like uh, shopping by mail. Or oh, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, because it's 89. So um, he's like, we, we don't do quick and easy. We do convoluted and really <laughs> We do long, out. Yeah. yeah, long and drawn out. And once we catch them, we explain the whole plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, oh no, they got out of the handcuffs. Uh, but, anyways, so yeah, so he even like admits that the plot of this movie is convoluted, which is kind of funny, yeah. sort of. I don't know. Or is it we're introduced to Terry Hatcher's character, which is Sylvester Stallone's sister? Uh, yeah, and then we're shown Kurt Russell um, interrogating the hitman guy at the precinct mm-hmm. that tried to kill him. And the guy says, oh, well, the guy that hired me said that there's going to be a big bu- or the, a big drug deal going down at this address tonight. Yeah. So then simultaneously, Sylvester Stallone is uh, told at the precinct after he talks to his sister that there's going to be a bust at the same address or, yeah. the, or a deal at the same address. So the two of them go there uh, separately. They run into each other and try to figure out what's going on. They go into a room. There's a dead body in it. And they come to find out that it is, uh, it's a guy wearing a wire. And so they're like, what the hell is going on? Then all of a sudden, a bunch of other cops that I assume are just from a different... I think they were FBI. FBI, maybe? Yeah. Uh, break in and say, freeze, you know, we caught you guys. And they're like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? We're just... We're just hanging out. Like, what, what's going on? And mm-hmm. so then um, it's found out that they uh, are being framed for killing an undercover federal agent and that people have uh, made a fake tape, mm-hmm. like, of the wire thing of them talking and, like, incriminating themselves yeah. and doing all this stuff. So it just seems like they're zipped up really tight as to being framed for this mm-hmm. murder to the point where they decide that they're going to plead guilty and serve 18 months in prison uh, for the guilty plea, um, which seemed hysterically low. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> um, that's one of my notes. Uh, <laughs> it's literally 18 months for murder. like Of like a federal of a, agent. Of a federal agent. And, and you guys are cops. Yeah, and you are also incriminated in probably drugs selling yeah. and shit too. Um, on top of that, so it's like, wow, that's that's really getting off light. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, and so the last scene of the movie was them in the courtroom, basically um, getting their plea that they had to uh, they had to go to prison for this for this murder. 
Yeah. So yeah, so that's what we just watched in the first 30 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, just right off the bat, I do not remember, like I mentioned earlier, I remember watching this as a kid on like Saturday afternoons and stuff. Uh, you know, so my primary recollection of this film was when I was younger. But I didn't realize how cheesy and yeah. weird a lot of the setups and action sequences mm-hmm. are. Like in, in real like logic mm-hmm. speaking. These are like the movies that a lot of comedies will parody. Yes. And like over the top masculine action. Yeah. And at the point where it doesn't even really make sense. Uh, well, uh, well, I'll just explain. I, I had a bunch of notes about different things. We don't have to go through all of them. But one of the, when I first noticed that this was going to be kind of weird is the, the, the very first scene when uh, Tango is trying to chase down the gas truck mm-hmm. that has all the drugs on it. He um, goes, he's like, he's in pursuit of it at first. He's like behind it in his car. I'm pretty sure, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he drives past. Then it. he drives past it. And so he's like, goes I got very far down the road. Very far down the road. Mm-hmm. To the point where, I mean, assuming the truck is going, it's probable max, probably it's maximum speed, mm-hmm. I would think. Him going his maximum speed, which granted he had like a cool convertible. So yeah. I don't know how much faster those can go than a semi truck. But I don't think it's fast enough to, within the span of like 20 seconds, get far enough down the road where you can do a U-turn, stop, park the car, take out your gun, <laughs> unload the bullets, load them back in, aim your gun, and still have time to like take your time as the truck is coming towards yeah. you, which is what he does. And yeah. it's for dramatic effect, Why does he obviously. unload the gun? I didn't understand that. Maybe there's special bullets. Special bullet, but it doesn't say that. Yeah. You know, it's not anything, you know, it's not like they have like red tips on them or anything. Yeah. It's like, ooh, these are... I'm not, not to get too nitpicky about it, I'm not super familiar with guns. I'll be the first yeah. to admit it. But I'm fairly certain that a snub-nosed thirty-eight, which is what he had, yeah, like it's a tiny barreled gun. Yeah. The barrel being really tiny means that it isn't accurate As at accurate. long ranges. Yeah. Yet he like takes both hands, aims down the aims down the sight ever so carefully, and shoots this thing from probably two hundred yards away and hits like right by their head, almost like on purpose. Yeah. Like I'm fairly certain him shooting it like that was supposed to be him like hitting where he wanted to hit. Yeah. This guy like, he's superhuman. He's superhuman. It's those nice glasses. It's the really yeah, he's got really great glasses and great style. Um and then and then I love that when they he's he's parked in the middle of the road, he's shooting at them, they're driving this giant semi truck straight at him. Mm-hmm. And he's just not getting out of the way. And again, it goes to what you said, that yeah. bravado, you know, those macho things. But it, they're coming toward him. Um, but you could kind of extrapolate that. To, and I expected the car to, to explode immediately. So, so did I, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, like he's talking to the guy and the one cop's like, you're out of your jurisdiction, Tango. What are you, like some yelling. sort of whatever? And he's like, he, the guy goes, he thinks Who do you he's, think you are? You think you are? One guy goes, he thinks he's Rambo. And it's like, oh, because he is, is Rambo. It's bread he, and butter. Yeah, and then he goes, Rambo is a pussy. <laughs> and then he just takes his gun and shoots the side of the truck. And everyone's just like, okay with that. And then this yeah, and then, flood <laughs> wow, of he's cocaine. So cocky. Yeah, exactly. He's so cocky, he can just shoot it. And this flood, like, spout of cocaine yeah, just comes out. flies out of it. Like, But when we are introduced to Cash... Which yeah. is, it's funny that their names are Tango and Cash, which do you think Cash would be the other guy? It would be Sylvester Stallone's? Cause yeah, because he's, he's a, rich. He's a rich guy. and all. But maybe that's 
something. Maybe it would about. be too on the nose. Yeah. When Cash gets ambushed in his own apartment. Yeah. Is that door? <laughs> yes. Is there no door behind <laughs> the mirror? It's just a mirror. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that too. So it's just that. So that door has like a rectangle cut out. <laughs> yeah. And just that. And you're supposed to supply your own mirror. Or unless the guy the or the guy took the time to cut a hole in the door, but not the mirror. Yeah. Just the. <laughs> no, he he like. Cut a hole in the mirror, or cut a hole in the door, bought a double, like, uh, whatever you call that type of mirror where you can, like... Or a one-way mirror. One-way two, mirror. Yeah, two-way mirror. Two-way two way mirror. And and then he's like, okay, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> this whole moment. <laughs> yeah. This took me all the afternoon to cut out the, the hole in this door. And buy this. Rescrew the hinges back on, put the mirror back where it was, and then it break through it and shoot him. And, and I like that hilarious. they only bring up the fact that he has... A bulletproof vest, like later on. Yeah, not not in that. Well, like moment. you like assume that he's wearing a bulletproof vest if he's like okay. Yeah, but, but they don't really. Yeah, they don't show. Yeah, they don't really show that because they. Because he goes like, oh. Yeah, he gets shot and he's like, oh, and then they show him get and shot again, again, and he flies, flies out. The yeah, onto the fire escape, and then he just like gets his you know his gun out and shoots back at the guy like they could have showed it while he was chasing the guy like maybe mm. him like look down and like see that he has a, and speaking and of the chase didn't. he's wearing like cowboy boots yeah and he looks and it looks like he's uncomfortable he's running and he's uncomfortable doing yeah. it <laughs> he's like doing like really high steps yeah. like to re- it just looks uncomfortable a lot of that looked really uncomfortable and the gun he uses is this like fucking huge like magnum but with like a, a giant laser sight on yeah. it yeah that makes no sense. Yeah. That's another 80s trope or like early 90s trope is that they have this just gigantic gun yeah. that makes no sense as to why they have it. Into the interrogation room, which is also a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That that made no sense. Well, I didn't just, know. I, well, just I was urinals on the wall. I didn't know if it was supposed to be an interrogation room. Like they were just taking them to the bathroom and there just happens to be a table there that people can sit at while they're yeah. watching people shower. <laughs> I don't know. Watching people pee. <laughs> Apparently. It's a strong stream there, Steve. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy, the kingpin. He already has like a prepared speech about how he wants to go about. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get these little rats in this little box. <laughs> yes. When they come yeah. in here, I'm just going to show this one's Taco and this, this one's Cash. And then he just puts them back in the box. And he Do puts them back. Too? And then, But he, then he carries the box over to this pre-designed this is the coolest this is the coolest part this is what i wanted to discuss the bar table the top is like a maze and he puts the rats in it yeah it's like it has a glass it's like a table that it's like this thick table that's hollowed out and has a rat maze this really intricate rat maze Mm -hmm. it's kind of lit almost like a um a light board yeah for like drawing or something yeah photographs yeah i mean like that'd be a pretty awesome table yeah, to if have that. Just, yeah, just, just you drinking, and you just see this like this. You're rat. just hanging out, looking down. Oh, there's a little rat. Oh, look, he's by. so close. There's what. I, <laughs> there's that cheese. Yeah, and it looked, and I mean, it was something that they clearly built too. Yeah, man. So somewhere out there, someone, someone has, has that. the. Yeah, they have the rat maze table from Tango and Cash. Like that's just that's got to be awesome. I want to be like that's watching. Be so awesome. I want to watch like American Pickers or Pawn Stars. Yeah. And and they reg- they're like oh my god is that the is that the the is rat that a maze is that a replica of the rat maze table from taking cash is it actually- a real thing you have a certificate I'll of show you the show yeah I'll show you the whole show so I can have that yeah yeah Kurt, Kurt aged has aged well Kurt has aged very well but also even just in this movie so far 
Kurt is just is much cooler. Oh to me. yeah, and much more like at it like comfortable looking yeah like he's like more he he just seems way more comfortable in the role and doing it and sylvester stallone seems like this guy that thinks he's funny he's mis- he just wanna, he, he just feels wanna miscast pa- just want to punch him yeah like i'm sure this is one of those movies because every time he gets attached to a movie he like takes kind of, kind of full control over it oh really yeah like if he's in a movie he like he wants that movie so he like rewrites it and shit so i know that <laughs> he usually does true. that a lot oh yeah i wrote rocky in the you want you right take old cash for me? <laughs> hey, uh, I want to be the one that says the uh, line in the beginning before the credits. <laughs> I just put that in my in my contract. But uh, I mean, so far there's just so many little eccentricities of like, you know, why did they do that? Why is it? Why is there a couple having sex in the oh, parking yeah. garage that yeah. they're driving through in the middle of the day mm-hmm. in a car? Like what? <laughs> no, no, no better like, time than wait, now. Yeah, what is that about? Um, there is a, a homeless lady with a, a cart or a, a grocery cart full of cans mm. and all this stuff that just happens to be crossing the parking garage. Like yeah. it's only across the street, and like, she doesn't tra- notice a huge ass it, truck that's truck like barreling towards her lit up in a parking like a garage. Christmas tree. So I mean, it would be the sound of that truck moving would be deafening. Yeah, deafening, and. So or Kurt Russell comes up to her, look out, lady, and she's like, "What?" She like looks at him specifically. It's like, "Turn around, you idiot!" And then she looks at him. Did you notice? I'll that, do it. Did, did you notice he gets her out of the way and, and then the, kicks the cart into the yeah? The path Maybe of the this truck. will stop him. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It wasn't gonna hit the truck until he kicked it in there. Yeah. Like he was just being an asshole. Like fuck your cans. Like yeah. get out of here. You um, don't need these, do you? <laughs> um but yeah so um yeah i mean that's that's about that's, that's about, about all i've got so far all the, yeah i went through all my notes samesies yeah so i know we're about to get into some uh some crazy uh, jailhouse some prison stuff. yeah jailhouse shenanigans so um yeah so we will see you guys in 30 minutes if it isn't tango it's cash tango and cash cash and tango these two cops are driving me crazy we have to do something about this I go. Yeah, that music's still going. So we just finished uh, from 30 minutes to one hour. And this one was all about, I mean, almost 100%, with the exception of the last, what, like three minutes, yeah. I think, was, was in the jail. And, um, oh boy. All right, so they... They get their sentencing, which is 18 months in this prison. Then they're shown, at least I think anyway, they're shown uh, being taken to the jail. Yeah. Uh, together, just the two of them. And There's, I guess they don't realize this is not the prison they were supposed to go to, or they didn't. Later yeah. On, yeah, right? There was something that was a little weird. Yeah, because I, I was hoping that you noticed that as well, where they showed that the. Oh, spit for some reason. They showed that the the cop that was like the commanding officer or whoever of um, Tango, yeah, is talking to one of the other cops and at the old precinct where Tango yeah. worked, and he's like, "Oh, it shows them being sent to this this place, or that they got dropped off early, yeah, or something." And then it cuts like back and forth. 
you know, between that. So it's like, so the filmmaker made a big deal to show that this is like a prison that that was like a last minute change or, or, some or, shit. or something like that. So, so maybe that's what it was mm. is that the idea was that they switched to a different prison that was like, and oh boy, this prison is yeah, <laughs> like the worst. Weird, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's really weird. So like they so it shows them so going in. Yeah, I think and, the first thing they immediately do is they go to the showers, which I thought was odd. Yeah, I guess I, I mean I've heard of like people being like deloused or whatever. Yeah, but maybe, maybe that doesn't the happen. Same thing. Maybe that doesn't happen anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Never been to prison. Not not yet. Anyway, so um. Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure, but I feel like just based on my knowledge of movies where yeah. people go to prison, they don't necessarily make them take a shower They're like in a concrete room and hose down. Yeah, and kind of thing. And then, the, yeah, at least in like Shawshank and stuff like that. <gasps> yeah. Um, but anyways, so it shows them, yeah, they let them take this shower in this giant shower room yeah. all to themselves. To themselves. Every shower is on. Is on. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one is on going... It has a really, you know, gratuitous shot of their butts as yeah. they like walk this by. Is, this is something about the '80s that I always th- thought was interesting: is masculinity is always so like sexualized, but between two men. Yeah. But like, they really want to hammer in that they're they're heterosexual. Yes. They're not gay. They're not gay. But we see them naked and they're muscly. But they love each yeah. other. <laughs> like a man and yeah. a woman. Yeah. And they have like, oh. you know, their hair is really nicely feathered yeah. and gelled and all these things. And so anyway. And <laughs> there was but, even that one part when they're getting like electrocuted and stuff. Yeah. And Cash is like, Tango. Yeah. He's like, Tango. Tango. Yeah, he's no. Like, oh, no, Tango. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that part was weird. So, anyways, yeah, back to the shower scene. Back to the shower scene. So yeah. they're in the shower. They're like shooting, like shooting the shit. They're yeah, like, talk- calling like Cash is calling Tango tripod. And- yeah, okay. So he calls him tripod, <laughs> and then and then would Cash that not, said, would or that no, not- Tango says is Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse, which is like that was like the okay. quickest thing. <laughs> like I don't understand. So he says Minnie Mouse. Now Minnie Mouse and was just yeah, and Pee Wee. Pee-wee is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. As far as small dick jokes go, that's yeah. the one that makes the most sense. I've never Minnie really Mouse, understood tripod. That's what I'm getting to. Because I thought tripod was like that would your imply hung. Yeah, that would imply you have a big but, dick. But then at the same time, okay, a little anatomy <laughs> here for you. Yeah, if this, if that's what the, they come if here the, for. If the balls are dropped at a certain length that matches the, the penis length, <laughs> Then, <laughs> then you have a tripod. Then you have a tripod. So maybe he's just saying he has really long testicles. I mean, tripod <laughs> just implies that the I dick length thought, is as, as so far this, down as the ball balls hang. I, I, this is what I'm taking what I'm it to mean. I'm taking it to mean that the dick length is the same as your legs, because if you recall to, it, this movie podcast, so yeah, in reference to another film, uh, Austin Powers Part Three, yeah. It's implied that Mini Me, uh, the the smaller clone of Doctor Evil, yeah, uh, has a unproportionately large penis, as Michael Caine Caine's character, who's Michael Caine, Michael Caine's character, uh, Austin Powers' dad, comments yeah. on how big his dick is, and he keeps saying all these different things. And one tripod. of the things, one of the things he says is, "Oh, oh my God, you're a tripod." You know, he says that. To yeah. Him. And then at one point, it, he. Uh, 
he, and then he says you could use it as a kickstand or whatever his yeah. deck. And so at one point, Mini Me leans forward and like and keeps his balance, yeah. implying his dick is keeping him upright. Yeah. So that so I think of tripod to mean that. No, I no I agree with you. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, just I trying don't... to help. <laughs> trying to help. Cash I out. I just wanted an excuse to do a Michael Caine impression, especially when he's Michael talking about Kine. about about dick size. Uh, but yeah, but so, do you see what I mean by, by yes. ca- how cash is probably important? So that, that doesn't make any sense. Cause Not to the legs, but to the balls. To the legs. balls, it could be. Yeah. It could be. Um, and then he says Minnie Mouse, which it's like, Minnie Mouse was just the female Mickey. Yeah. It's just because the word Minnie's I in think it. it's just because <laughs> the word Minnie's in it. Yeah. So I think the screenwriter took a dump on this one. Or at least this scene. <laughs> I like he, how we really it. broke down the... <laughs> we broke it down. Yeah. Uh, you guys, that's what you guys wanted. So, anyways, uh, so it shows them in the shower. They're talking. You should have called them Snubnose. Yeah. Oh, see, see, man, God, we need to rewrite movies. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> about so penis, <laughs> about, penis jokes about penis jokes. But yeah, so so they bantered each other for a little while. Then he says at one point, "Well, I hope we don't get into general population." And then, of course, they do. Yeah. Uh, so they're and there's escorted. fire. There's literally people just lighting fires, and like it looks literally like, like they're walking into the gates of hell. Yeah. Um, as they're like throwing litter everywhere, and all the all the prisoners are like, "I want to fuck you in the ass," and like something about brown sugar. Yeah. So yeah, all these things. Um, calls them puto and all this, of course, and whatever. So um, so they're being drugged through this, which yeah. makes no sense. And then they are introduced to their cellmates. Um, one of which being the Ron Howard's brother guy, yeah. who's always a weirdo. Um, <laughs> he always, always does great, though. Always good to see him. Always good. Uh, and he has a really a fun role. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, I killed him. <laughs> yeah, I, I killed him. He's my best so, friend. So he, uh, and, and, and this was where I like, this is one of my favorite jokes, even though it's often overdone, mm-hmm. is Kurt Russell going into his cell. Oh, yeah. And he can't, he doesn't see yet who his cellmate is. Yeah. He just goes up to the toilet and like it starts to unbuckle his pants and you just see a foot come out like you know going against yeah. his leg and you hear a guy go, "Hey, that toilet's mine." That crapper's that mine. That crapper is mine. And then Kurt Russell's like, "Well, what else am I supposed to use?" And he's like, "I don't give a shit." Which I love it how yeah. he says that crapper is mine and then he says, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. So no one uses this? No one, but then he's like, "Why do you why do you call it the why don't you call it the shitter?" To use the word shit, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So, anyways, the, the it, yeah, lingo. the lingo. So he, so he uh, goes, "All right, pal, like let's get something straight here." And like as he's saying this and turning around, you see behind him this gigantic dude, mm. like four hundred pound dude that's like let's seven feet tall, <laughs> gets up from the bed and is like standing over him, and he turns around and sees how big it is, and he goes, "That is yours," or whatever. <laughs> and I just always liked that. Going back to when I was a I kid, I still want to know. What Kurt Russell did to Potty. Yeah, I guess he didn't. I guess he went through that whole time not being. <laughs> the whole. <laughs> probably when they were electrocuted, he peed and pooped himself. Oh, okay. And that's probably how he got rid of it. So uh, so that was pretty funny. So then it's shown, so they're acclimating to prison life. And the I think the first night, actually, that they're there. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, they get kidnapped from their cells yeah, and thrown down the... The laundry chute. And then it's shown a bunch of uh, prisoners somehow have been let out yeah, and are stalking them in the laundry room, which is exceptionally steamy. So steamy. It's like really foggy and steamy in there. Very steamy. And 
they all like come out there, including and being led by the giant jawed man. Yeah. That guy's jaw is yeah. really Ginormous. crazy. Yeah. And they even call attention to it, thankfully, yeah. which I did appreciate. You broke that jaw? You broke that jaw? Um, so he comes out. He actually looks like that. Yeah. Like that's not I looked like up, a prosthetic. Yeah, I looked up yeah. a while back watching this movie for the first time. It's like it's like a genetics thing that he has. It's yeah. like a rare genetics thing that he has. Something. But anyways. Something crazy. So he's got this crazy jaw, but he. Cartoonishly huge jaw. <laughs> leading um, this group of prisoners who were like threatening them. And then a big fight breaks out uh, between them, and they finally corral them and and capture them. Oh, this is when they when they find out who the they find who out who they probably who yeah who the main bad guy is. Yeah, so then framed them. Yeah, so then the uh, ponytailed crony of the main bad guy comes. He's like, out. I guess supposed to be like Australian. Uh, yeah, or something An like that. Oh, no, yeah, but he does a really bad job, uh, and then he. Uh, it, comes out and then they're like hey wait a minute i remember you from the night we got framed and then the main bad guy comes out of the shadows and is there yeah at the the prison prison. so i needed to comment on this Mm -hmm. the fact that he he, so in the very beginning of the movie there's this drug bust in the middle of the highway with a giant truck filled with a cartoonish amount of cocaine Mm -hmm. and driving by in a limousine is the main bad guy mm. with the two assistant manager bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And they're just open the window and like look out at what's going on. They're five feet away yeah. from Sylvester Stallone and they're like, oh, Tango foiled me again. It's like, would you inc- would you be that close to the crime scene mm. that you're responsible for? Like, wouldn't uh, the possibility? He's a ballsy motherfucker. Yeah, the possibility well, of a the, cop stopping you. His whole plan you. to stop Tango and Cash is to frame him and let him have him go through this whole elaborate. Yeah. So yeah, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's just unstable. Um, so he he shows up at the prison where they're about to be, I guess, killed. Like, I, I guess now he finally wants to kill them. Yeah. So I guess the idea was he wanted to defame them by saying that they're bad cops. But then just killed him in prison. I guess maybe because that would have looked better. Yeah. Because if they died as good cops, then everyone. Was yeah. Because you said to make martyrs of them. Uh huh. But it still seems like such an elaborate plot for just yeah. that one nuance. Anyway, but this is the movie. So so he's there for some crazy reason. Um, although I don't think he actually reveals himself. I think he just talks to them. Yeah. He's like in the shadow. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I don't remember seeing him. Yeah. So I think he just anyway. So he's there. The um, they throw some some witty banter back and forth. Uh, they insult the ponytailed ma- haired man, to which he goes, "You fucking wanker!" and like, <laughs> tries to tries to assault them. Uh, and then they they string them up and put them over these like vats of water, where they lower them into mm-hmm. really like <laughs> like. Rocky and Bullwinkle villain-esque yeah. thing to do. Uh, they lower them into the water, which they're like electrocuting with this live wire that they pulled out of the wall. Mm-hmm. This is where uh, the thing Jacob was talking about before happens, where he's like, no, Tango, you got any family? Well, they can kill me first, you know, like <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Um, I also made a note that Sylvester Stallone, they're both electrocuted slightly, and then uh, they, the cop, the main area cops, I guess, come in and save them. Like, hey, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And like, save, the, you know, save mm-hmm. them, and take take them back to their normal jail cells or whatever. But before that happens, they're like both electrocuted a little bit. 
Sylvester Stallone is a lot better acting electrocuted than Kurt Russell, I will say. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who you prefer, <laughs> but uh, his his was more like he was tensing his muscles and just going going like ooh, ooh or whatever. Yeah. Where you can't see me do this, obviously, but Kurt Russell was like, <laughs> it was just like shaking like violently, <laughs> like you know, his shaking his head back and forth. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so so Sylvester did a little bit better job in the acting, but that's the only time so far still that I think he's uh, he's winning in the acting department. Yeah, but. Yeah, and so they are so they are rescued by, by the Cash's, regular police Cash's friend. and Cash's friend, who he says is the assistant warden and used to be his commanding officer back in his rookie days or whatever mm. it was. So he knows the guy, uh, and he says, "Yeah, you know, someone's clearly trying to kill you," and like all this <laughs> stuff. And they're like, "Well, can you like stop it <laughs> or like do anything?" And he's like, "Whoa, what am I supposed to do? All these guards are just taking bribes left and right," and it's just like. I still feel like you could do something yeah. about it. <laughs> assistant warden. Uh, you know, like you're the assistant of the warden of this prison and like you're just like, well, what am I going to do? It's like, well, then what the fuck good are you at all? Anyway, so he says, uh, so yeah, he's like, so you guys are going to get killed if you stay in here. So I, the way I see it, you just got to escape. And they're like, oh, okay. And for some reason, Sylvester Stallone, th- so they're like, all yeah, right. He goes well, for it and then he's like, Backs he, out. He, then he goes for it. Then he backs out. And so then they're like, all right, tomorrow we're going to escape. And so then Sylvester Stallone's like, no, I think I'm just going to stay. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, they just broke you, broke into your jail yeah. cell, kidnapped you, took you down there. It was foobarred him. Almost foobarred him, like uh, to the max. Yeah. To the, to the tubular extreme, yeah. max foobar. And they, and they, and like you were minutes away, not even minutes, seconds away from dying, and you barely got barely got out of there. Then you're like, well, I'm, I think I'm gonna stick around. <laughs> like, I kind of like it here. Like I kind of like it. I got you know, fiance like, <laughs> yeah. named Slinky. <laughs> like where? Anyway, Kurt Russell leaves without him. Yeah, to, commences his his escape. Yeah, um, which is this elaborate, you know, tunnel digging scheme through like a vent shaft that like has a giant fan that's yeah. turned off. That he crawls through it, uh, and then it shows that the assistant warden has been killed, and by the uh, what I assume are more crooked cops because it's a yeah. bunch of cops and that big jawed guy and the big jawed guy who's a prisoner or whatever. Mm. So, the only and they're like working together. Yeah. So the only why they're still yeah. at the prison. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you like, know you can leave any time, right? right? Yeah. We're all crooked. Yeah. But yeah. We don't. Nah. Stay. Know, nah. I'm gonna hang out in the prison. So, anyways, so I guess it's the crooked cops and the prisoner guy are trying to, somehow it got wind that he was trying to escape. I yeah. guess. And so they're like, well, probably. To- well, they probably didn't like that. He like stopped the assistant warden stopped the yeah that's true yeah so that's probably the original and they probably killing. like tortured him and like what'd you yeah what'd you tell him yeah or whatever so so there's a lot of suspension of disbelief on the audience's end at this moment mm. moment in the film but they are trying to attack him from the other side of the shaft that he's trying to go down or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it is and then Sylvester Stallone comes out of nowhere and stops the fan that he needs to stop to let him escape. And so he's like, I changed my mind. I want to go with you. And he's like, yeah. oh, just in time. And so they, so now they're back together. Mm-hmm. They're fleeing the cops and the big-jawed guy. They're going through all these tunnels, which is very disorienting. Yeah. Like, as you're watching that. It's just like... How'd they know how to... Yeah. It's all just like, as you're watching it, you're like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? It's just them mm-hmm. running around random tunnels. Um, then they're like, all right, well, we need to escape from the roof. 
So they get on the roof. They take a really painstakingly obvious job of saying, hey, this is all like really electrical wired shit. Yeah. By having them like slowly walk through it like really carefully. Yeah. And all these like sparks are flying. But it looks like they could have just like walked around them. Yeah, they could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could probably just walk over the. It, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we don't have to go right down the middle. <laughs> yeah. uh, or they could have crawled. I don't know. Anyway, so um, so they go through this weird uh, system of wires, exposed wires that might kill them to get to this part on the roof where they're going to jump onto another wire mm-hmm. and slide down it over the wall like an electrical wire that goes outside the prison, over the wall, and into freedom. Uh, so then Kurt Russell does it. Uh, by jumping onto the wire and sliding down with his belt or something. Yeah. And so as Sylvester Stallone's about to do it, the big jawed guy comes out of nowhere and like pushes him down and like stops him from running and jumping to the wire. And so it's just Sylvester up there by himself at this point because mm-hmm. Kurt Russell goes ahead and does it. And so Sylvester's alone with the big jawed guy who has a like grappling hook. Yeah. And chain. a chain. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. Uh, and he wraps it around Sylvester's foot. It's because it's badass. Yeah. And like somehow gets it like secured on there, starts pulling him toward him. And he's like backing up into the section of the electrical wires, pulling Sylvester towards him and taunting him as he's just pulling him towards him. Mm -hmm. And he's facing him the whole time. And as he's doing this, Sylvester's trying to reach for the, the chain link to like unfasten it. And the guy's watching him do it. He unfastens the chain, yeah. frees himself, lets go of the chain. The guy's pulling on it and, and falls, backwards. falls backwards into the live wires and is electrocuted and, and is killed. The, the guy's watching him do it. Yeah. That's what I didn't understand. Like, I'm watching this sequence, and I've seen this movie a few times. So I knew it was, ha- I knew it was, what was about to happen. Yeah. But it's just like the guy's watching him untangle untangle the... it and he's just like oh okay i'm okay with this well I'm... he's like still like ah, i got you i got you as he's doing yeah, it yeah i'm still gonna pull really hard and put my weight into yeah. it so i could fall backwards at any moment oh no i did like why did i just... see this yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so we got to see another actor um uh pantomime being electrocuted <laughs> uh which is always fun so um yeah, so then he is killed, and so then Sylvester is able to jump onto the wire and slide down to safety just a few minutes later. So so no harm, no foul. No harm. <laughs> uh, didn't really affect things much. So he gets down to Kurt. Uh, they talk to each other for a moment. Sylvester says, hey, if you get into trouble, um, go to this bar or this club and ask for this person. Mm-hmm. And then we're shown Cash, Kurt Russell, goes to this guy's place now this is another question i had it doesn't tell you what this guy does for a living or who he is in relation to cash at all Mm -hmm. it's just this guy that has this giant magnifying glass thing strapped to his eye like honey i shrunk the kids style yeah like making one eye really big yeah he must be smart yeah just to show how big of a nerd he is and he's working in this like laboratory type warehouse deal Mm -hmm. that has all this stuff laying around and he's just tinkering with stuff yeah Kurt Russell comes in everyone else is wearing like lab coats yeah everyone else wearing lab coats and stuff people the people some of the people at least look official yeah well the space itself looks looks like a 
Yeah. <laughs> like a garage sale. Right, yeah. Or like a... a like you a know. surplus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it does not look professional at all. Or even like, you know, po- police, yeah. that, you know, funded or anything like that. So he goes up to Looks this Looks illegal. Dude. It does, yeah. So he goes up to this dude and he's like, oh, yeah. It, so this is basically like this movie's version of like Q. Q, yeah. yeah. This is this gadget man. Yeah. And so he goes up to him and he's like, he's like, hey, man, um... Do you, do you got any clothes? Or he's like, hey, I heard you escaped from prison. He's like, yeah, I did. Do you have any clothes I could have? He's like, yeah, sure. He has just he a, pi- a pile, of pile of clothes. Just a pile of clothes that he has right there. And he's like, oh, cool, thanks. So he puts some clothes on. He's like, hey, do you have any guns I could have? He's like, yeah, sure. There's some right there. He's like, okay, cool, thanks. He goes and he takes some guns. And he's like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> I think I even hear something about bullet boots. Yeah, he said, th- he, yeah, it, real quickly, he goes like, yeah, check those bullet boots or something like yeah. that. And he's like, okay. And so he has a pair of boots on, or a pair of boots in his ha- in his arms, like he's taking all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he says something about, hey, check out this new thing I have uh, for my new line of home defense systems. And it's, it's like, like a fake, plush. yeah, plush toy of like a, of a Rottweiler. Yeah. And then it's like mouth opens and it has a little gun barrel and then it just like powers down and nothing happens. And he's like, oh, I'm still like working out the bugs to it. And he's like, oh, okay. And as he's leaving, its head blows up. And and he's... <laughs> the dog. It, yeah, the dog. Sorry. Yeah, the dog, <laughs> fake dog's head blows up. And Kurt Russell turns around and looks at it and then looks at the main guy. And the guy like shrugs. And he's like, mm-hmm, well, you know me. Like type of thing. And he's like, okay. And then he leaves. And that's it. That's the that's scene. That's the scene. Yeah, there's no like... Explanation. Like, hey, you might want this gadget. And yeah. this one does... He doesn't do the that. The only trope that they keep in the gadget room is the the fuck up, the yeah, fuck the dog, fuck ups, exploding yeah. dog head. Yeah. yeah, but otherwise, I guess it's just supposed to be a nod to James Bond. I don't really yeah. even know, but they don't explain it. A poor like, man's a poor man's cue. Yeah, pretty much. And so I think that was it. I think that no, was the it. very end of the thing. Yeah, we yeah. got it. So we're gonna watch the last uh, forty-five minutes. We're gonna just go ahead and finish the movie now. We're gonna watch until the end. We're just gonna and, go finish it. And we'll see you on the other side. If it isn't Tango, it's cash. Tango and cash, cash and tango. These two cops are driving me crazy. We have to do something about this. Here we go. Here are all the credits. Or wait, Billy Ocean. Get out of my dreams. Oh, we're recording all the time. Get in my car. Do, so, do. So yeah, who's yeah. <laughs> that tangle? When the tangle and cash, Terry had you. But yeah, there's uh, oh man. So this so was we a, finished the movie. We finished the movie. <laughs> yeah, long, we did it. Long story short, it was uh forty. Well, probably about thirty-eight minutes of uh, action-packed, Honestly, manly goodness. Would you describe it as too much action? Too much action, yes. I think there was actually too much action in There's that movie. There's a lot movie. of action in that movie. It was so much it's, so. It's like, in itself, is parodying what an over-the-top action movie is. Yeah. Like, a lo- almost every line's a cheesy line. And and kind Like, of- even when they're talking about the, f- the fucking bomb about to go off, they're like, either that clock counts down, or that's a bomb. Yeah, right, yeah. It's like, okay. Like, would you say that like every, in real life? Like, every like every line is like a joke in some capacity. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, when I just because it was the last line that sticks out in my head, or one of the last lines, I should say, the whole complex explodes, and Stallone looks back onto the destruction or whatever, and goes, um, 
it goes, looks like there's a lot of uh, pollution in the air tonight, and it's courtesy of Mr. Perrette. Yeah. And it's just like, that's such a long, weird line. Yeah. <laughs> that you would say. I thought the weird it's line not clever. was the, when Sylvester Stallone was like interrogating that one guy in his kitchen. Yeah. And oh, he yes. drops a plate of, of spaghetti. spaghetti. And he's, he's like bashes him about the carbs and like looks like you're not counting calories because you're so busy counting all the money you're getting yeah like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> plus it's just spaghetti yeah it wasn't a lot of it i mean it wasn't yeah, like don't be bashing it him. wasn't like a ton of spaghetti it was yeah, maybe just, he's bulking up yeah or maybe he just had leftovers from the night before yeah and he wants to eat it for his yeah, lunch he wasn't that overeating day. it because he just gets it out of the fridge yeah it's not like he made it just then yeah especially yeah stallone needs to lighten like, up how can i if you ask me. How can I get counting money? Into the, okay, yeah. Okay, food, calories, counting. Yeah. Oh, there okay. we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's my end. My, my favorite part of this movie so far is the screenwriter, as we've already talked about. Um, I, I didn't catch who directed or who wrote it, but who wrote the screenplay, but they are phenomenal in the, how stupid they are. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, oh man, all right. It's hard to even remember. This is another thing. Sorry, just I know we're supposed to be like recapping what happened. No, you're fine. But the the pacing of this movie is so weird. Yeah. He checks in with the Q guy, gets gets a gun from him. Then it shows Sylvester interrogating the cop that was the bad cop that incriminated them yeah. in court. Yeah, he and interrogates. Then he, blows up. he interrogates him. He ends up getting blown up in a car bomb. Mm-hmm. So he's just gone. Yeah, that, that's, so that part's just over. Then Kurt Russell goes to interrogate the guy that had the tape. Of yeah, them, that he manufactured the tape to make it sound like they were guilty. Interrogates him. He tells them where to go to find. Oh, to find the uh, ponytail guy. Yeah, they go and they find the ponytail guy. Um. Oh, wait, before they do that, sorry. Kurt Russell's at the... Club. Club. Kurt Russell goes to the club to find Catherine, mm-hmm. as he was instructed to do. We see Catherine as a dancer And then there's, the like, club. cops that show up. Like, cops, how do they know to yeah, show up Yeah, how do they there? know that he's there? Yeah, so cops show up to the club. Uh, Kurt Russell narrowly escapes by dressing up like a lady. And yeah. how hilarious it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gets away with Terry Hatcher. And Can we talk about Terry Hatcher's, like, yes. weird drumming? Yes. We can. I love the thing I like about that her performance on that stage was the little fan, the big fan that yeah, blows in like that. That was really fan. cool. Yeah. And then she starts dancing, and that's cool. And then she yells at the bartender, like, Where's my sticks? Hey, give me the sticks. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted doing my other job. Yes. <laughs> Which <laughs> and is then this other guy's yelling at him. He's like, I've been waiting for this drink for 25 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, like oh. This one's on me. Yeah. And it has all that in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're thinking, like, why would they actually just, say that? Yeah, you guys all are this getting stuff. around? No, they say that. So, the bartender's job is to serve drinks and also hand props to the dancers. Yeah. Uh, why and can't then she there starts, be... like, drumming, like, completely. Like, chi- uh, it's completely like a child. timing. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it, it makes no sense. It's just like, what? Like, it's in the. The song is that awesome. I don't know yeah. the name of it, but it's like. <laughs> 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 it's 
<laughs> and she's like completely not in time with any of the yeah. drumming. So why couldn't the sticks just have been next to the drum machine that was there? Yeah. Because they wheeled that in, clearly. Because yeah. it wasn't just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And even if it was sitting there, they could still just be there. So like, yeah. why did she need to bug the bartender? Or just not have drums at all and just have her dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like... It's just bad. Yeah, and she's just twirling around. Um, so that part is weird and stupid, but she's so hot. But she, like, yeah, yeah. but she intercepts hot. Russell. Intercepts Russell, and she takes him back. Takes to, him backstage to the to the dressing room that she just lets him walk into, and there's just a bunch of topless women in there, mm-hmm. just throwing that in. And he's just oogling. He's just yeah. Like, he's just he's like, like, what am I doing whoa. here? And then um, he's like, well, the cops are everywhere. You got to sneak me out of here. And so she sneaks him out on this motorcycle. Like yeah. she gets him to dress up like a like a lady. And of course it's you know, the movie plays into it too. It plays this like sexy like <laughs> music when he like steps out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, okay. Anyway, so he gets on the bike, they leave. Then they're at her, her place. place, which I guess is also Sylvester Stallone's place, because yeah. apparently they Maybe he together. pays for it or Whatever, something. who knows? And there, she's like rubbing his back because he's all beat up, and they're like, you know, kind of flirting with each other. Stallone comes in, sees them, thinks they're having sex. Uh, sees the chief of police. Yeah, why is he? Why she's yeah. like, oh, it's almost sent. Yeah, because she's talking about the discs. I know, but spine. like, why, yeah, is why she does she say it like, like that? that? It doesn't make any sense. And she's like, oh, like oh. she's like orgasm. Yeah, exa- right. And she's doing, oh, I feel it going in, uh, <laughs> and all this shit. And it's just like, why would you say it like that at all? Like, <laughs> why would you even say it like that if you were having actual sex? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Um, so, anyways, they. So <laughs> while this is going on, the chief of police is like peeping in, but mm-hmm. he thinks he's a bad guy. So he like he jumps in and makes himself known, tackles the chief of police, and he's like, "Oh, it's me! Stop! It's me!" I like how he's like kind of like choking him through yeah. the screen door, and then he goes, and then of course he says, "Is this how you screen all your guests?" <laughs> but the way he says it or is so <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so and that was another cheesy line. Then yeah. Kurt Russell comes out, and then the whole sequence of like, "Oh, she's your sister!" Oh, I didn't oh know. my god, that's great! This is so crazy. So yeah, so then they, so then they have the information about the uh, ponytail guy. They go to his apartment. They find him. They threaten to throw him off the roof of the building, which he's not frightened by. Which he's not frightened by. He's just like, "Oh, just drop me." Yeah. So then they do a good cop, bad cop routine, and they uh, duct tape a grenade to his mouth. Yeah, but and that's then, the thing that gets him. Yeah. Why? I like. What? Yeah. Both of them sound t- terrifying. That's what I don't. I don't understand. So if he's like totally cool with being thrown off a building, wouldn't he also be cool try to with be being like, blown up? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just blow me up. Pull the pin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that one I didn't really understand. Maybe he has a phobia. Because I mean, like him him being hung off of the thing, I would think is much that would be much scarier than know. me, and also much more threatening because it's like, what if they can't pull me back up and yeah. I fall? Like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, at least with the grenade thing, they could be like, oh shit, they can just put the pin back, put in. the pin back in, or like just throw the grenade. I away. can't do this. Yeah, right, or whatever. So, anyways. He's uh so they they threaten him he gives up the information and then they just leave him there which seemed weird to me. Yeah, I thought like that a, was strange. So, I don't know. Um they leave him there, they leave. Then they go back to um the Q guy. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I'm missing anything. I don't think so either. Or, yeah. They go back to the Q guy. He gets them all strapped up 
with uh, this giant RV that literally is like been modified to look like a futuristic tank Tesla, Tesla with know. with machine or the Gatlin guns strapped to the yeah. side and rockets coming out and just all this shit. It looks like he can fly. Yeah, it really does. And so they and get, it does it quite a few times. It, it does. So they get into that. They head down to this compound, which apparently the guy, they know where his compound is now all of a sudden. Mm. I, whatever. I, I mean, I stopped paying attention to the details yeah. of how they knew stuff. Yeah, because it's more about just the action. It's just about what's going on. So they get in there. They're driving to the place. Uh, they, br- they burst into this compound. And all of a sudden, it's just this, it looks like a construction site. Yeah. With like dirt mounds and like excavating yeah, maybe going that's on like everywhere. Their... Yeah, the front maybe yeah. for stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. But he goes in this construction site. There's like, like a dozen or more trucks outfitted with rockets on the sides mm-hmm. and like machine guns and shit that are just on the ready. Yeah. That are just patrolling around. And they're like, oh shit, there's like all these people here. So yeah, it's like a video game it, almost. It really is. Like, and I, and I, I had a note about that. Uh, I'll maybe say it at the end, but, but it really does. Anyway, so. So they're driving around and like circles, guns are f- shooting, explosions are going off. Then like these one trucks shoot off their missiles and start blowing up their own trucks. Yeah, like on accident. <laughs> yeah, which was weird and stupid. And they're just driving around in circles, like explosions, like, oh shit. And it's just this crazy action sequence. It's really hard to tell what the hell's going on. They're literally just driving around all these dirt mounds in this construction site, blowing shit up. And then... Then these like big construction trucks that are like ex- I don't even yeah, know what they are. Yeah, what they are. Come in and I just like, know that they're big and yellow. They're big and yellow. And they come in and they like they box in their little crazy RV. Then they have to get out, shoot their way out of it. They shoot the guys, the drivers of the yellow trucks, the giant like bulldozers basically is what they are. Then they get into the bulldozers. Then they drive the bulldozers into, into the, the compound, wrecking shit. Then they get out of that. Then they start, they start shooting, shooting their way, yeah, and doing all this stuff. So they start shooting guys on the compound. Yeah. They shoot. Th- they shoot through those guys, and then they shoot through the general managers. Then the general, the assistant <laughs> general managers, come out, and they're just like they're just like having it. They're just like, yeah, we got guns, we can stop them, but yeah. they just get killed instantly. Like yeah. they're, they're just yeah, nothing. They're, they're not special. <laughs> There's nothing at all. So they just dispatch them really easily. Then it's the ponytailed guy is there with just another random guy. Yeah. Did you like that? How was he was like a He goes, This is somebody, somebody. He's gonna kick your teeth in. And it's just like, all right, you're clearly just introducing it him. It does do a lot of kicking. He does do kicking, but they're just introducing him to have a guy to fight Sylvester. Yeah. While he fights Kurt. Yeah. Like that's all the only reason he's there. So then they they have the sister hostage randomly, mm-hmm. like they made no. Yeah, somehow they kidnapped they had her. the sister. They, no one knows, of course. And he drops the sister to then fight hand to hand. Kurt does the ponytail guy. The other random dude they introduced fights Sylvester. Then they have this stupid hand to hand karate fight. Uh, Kurt drops a grenade, a real grenade this time, into the ponytail guy's pants kicks him down the stairs he blows up <laughs> the other guy just gets knocked out yeah he gets, and he's yeah, just, he gets he just, the better of the two yeah he just the other guy just gets knocked out and left there then when they defeat that portion then they, they level up to then the, they level up to the, boss. to the last boss fight 
which is the the main guy, which is the cliche mirror. Scene yeah, it does the mirror the scene from every other thing. Yeah, like James Bond and shit. Yeah, where there's a bunch of mirrors and you don't know which one is actually him. But they immediately they, know which one. They they they're like, I know which one it yeah, is. I know which one it is. Me too. So then, oh, and he has the sister also. Oh yeah. So the sister got discarded by the the ponytail guy. He picked her back up to hold her hostage as well. So. So they decide in an instant, like he's about to shoot the sister or whatever he's about to do, and they decide that they know which mirror it is. They both shoot it at shoot him at the same time, both in the head, yeah. bullets right next to each other, <laughs> yeah. and kill the guy, and save the sister. They pick up the sister. They run out of the compound because there's still a bomb apparently. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, there's a sorry, bomb. We forgot. There's a bomb. Of course, there's a bomb. <laughs> like why wouldn't there be? Uh, there's a bomb. That explodes crazily. That's when the stupid line of like the night's going to be polluted with Perret um, happens. They talk about it. what's his. They talk that about explosion was so big. It that, was so big that why didn't the kingpin guy and the were they just were they committing suicide? That's what I yeah. That's what I don't understand either. Like they were so cool with just being Blowing there up. in like yeah. the last seconds of yeah. The whole thing blew up. Yeah. So that makes no sense unless they were going to just stop it if they killed Tango and Cash. Yeah. I don't know. So that yeah, part, that part made bomb, absolutely no sense. There being a bomb was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they, they make the joke about the thing. Then he talks about wanting to date Terry Hatcher. He's like, oh, I'm going to date your sister. He's like, oh, reminded body <laughs> type of thing. But then they realize that they're just great buddies and they high five, hold the five, like they, they clasp hands, Yeah. hold it. It freeze frames and then it pans out from the high five to a newspaper clipping of them high fiving on the front of the newspaper that says "Hero Cops Back Again," and then the credits. Then the credits. Her, 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 I don't know what that the girl? <laughs> that's not the song that's played. This is not licensed to drive. Yeah, it's not Billy Ocean, but it should be. But yeah, so I it's, a, a lot it's of, like it's if you want like a mindless movie yeah. that just is not boring right this is for you to watch it it really like, does. i think i do think it's a fun movie but it I is like too. a lot it is a lot and the tropes are all over the place a dime a dozen. i mean like there are just everywhere it's riddled with action like, movie tropes. you name an action a famous action yeah. movie there's sure to be some sort of clip in there that matches that yeah you got like the gadget guy you got a shower scene. Yeah. You got raining action sequences. Yeah. You got the grappling down of power line. Yeah. You got the cool high fives. The yeah, you have all that going on. Cheesy lines. Oh, the okay. So there were so many cheesy lines. I think the only thing um, is like an angry there wasn't really like an angry uh police chief. Not exactly. There yeah. was a police chief though. Yeah, but he was tried angry. to rein him in rein him in. So back to what I was talking about with the video game thing. I completely, oh, yeah. I completely agree. It's it's staged like a video game. It's paced like a video game mm-hmm. for the most part. They all they always have these weird gadgets or things. So like at one point, so or Kurt is trying to um, pick a lock on a door, and he has this little bullet in his pocket that mm-hmm. he like twists the bottom and a little like pick lock pick or something yeah. came out of the tip of it. Yeah. And, but it, it just seemed really weird that he would have that, and it also just seemed extra. And then I noticed that literally almost every time they have a gun, it's a different gun 
than what they had before. Did oh, you notice yeah, that? Yeah. Like ev- so we we whatever joke- their favorite pistol was, it's like yeah yeah you don't see the the laser pointer gun. No, you never see that gun again. It's just noticeable mm-hmm. that they just constantly have a different type of gun, a different gadget, a different little thing to be like, oh, what's that? Like this cool thing. Yeah. And then yeah, and then even at the end when they shoot the guy, and this goes into another gripe that I have. When they shoot the main guy, Sylvester just has his normal gun, just whatever gun it is. And Kurt doesn't have a gun. He has a gun that's built into his boot. The entire scenario is that he has to shoot the guy in a really quick fashion and be extremely precise. Because if he misses with this shot, he can hit the girl. Yeah. He could just miss. Yeah, he's kind of like an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. And he drops to the ground and, like, in one quick motion, shoots this gun that is in basically, for all intents and purposes, inside, inside his, his boot. Sh- yeah, he has no way of aiming that gun. Yeah, like outside, and of he's just, like plopping himself <laughs> yeah. down. So there's like the air. So to put it, to he could have like it, winded himself. I mean, like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> the level, the degree of difficulty is just is just beyond silly. Mm-hmm. But with all that going on in that last sequence, yeah. So, I mean, why do people? Why do bad guys just have like a mirror room ready? Yeah. What's the point of that? Yeah, you're just gonna be trapped in there. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah, and how like, the, like what but is also the, the reflections yeah. of the mirrors didn't make sense either. Yeah, like right. Where he was standing, how's that? Yeah, I don't know. How are they? I'm not a up? mirror expert. <laughs> all that said, though, I like it. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good movie. And um well, I think it's okay. I think it's an entertaining movie. <laughs> I'll put it that way. No, it's definitely entertaining. E- even with the shitty script and the shitty stuff going on, Kurt Russell still was awesome, yeah, I thought. Yeah, he was pretty suave. Yeah, Kurt Russell greater than Stallone. Oh yeah. And always and forever. Uh, yeah. And it, it was very apparent in this movie that he came out on top. So uh so there you have it, folks. That's our recap of Tango and Cash. If you disagree with our assumption that this movie was made to be a video game, or you actually like Terry Hatcher's drumming, or think that the lines made perfect sense as far as the tripod and the Minnie Mouse uh, dick joke go, email us at heyrewritethis at gmail.com or get at us on Instagram at rewritespodcast and let us know what you think. Let us know uh, what you think of the show, and if you like it, tell a friend about it and spread the word. And if you want to see us recap any other movies that you find on streaming services these days, let us know, and we'll we'll probably do it. So I have been Nathan. And I have been Jacob. And we'll see you later. So come on down to Ray Robson. 